West End Abbey is a contemplative vineyard church in the West End of Winnipeg in Manitoba, Canada. This is a homily from one of our services. So if you thought of today's gospel as two sides of a piece of bread, on one side there is the hospitality that God extends, and on the other side is the hospitality that God wants. The hospitality that God extends and the hospitality that God wants. So in this time and place uh, in Jewish cultural life, men and women had separate space. So the men would congregate in the public room for their chit chats. Women would be in the kitchen or other unseen quarters uh, to outsiders. And the only places men and women would interact would be the bedroom, for obvious reasons, or outside, where their kids might be playing, or kids would be playing. Male space, female space. So in Luke and in Acts, when Luke, the writer of both Luke and Acts, uh, uses the phrase sitting at the feet of someone, it's actually, uh, it's very much a sort of discipleship posture. So Paul, who was formerly Saul, used to sit at the feet of a rabbi named Gamaliel. That's in Acts. It's basically to say he's posturing himself to be trained by this teacher, to be a disciple of that teacher. And if you sat at the feet of a rabbi, it meant that you wanted to be yourself a rabbi. But these roles, to sit at the feet of a teacher or a rabbi, were only male roles. There is no record in antiquity of a female rabbi. So keep that in mind on top of the male and the female domestic space that I told you about. And we come into the house of Bethany where Lazarus, Mary, and Martha are. And what do you know? Mary is sitting at the feet of the Lord and listening to what he is saying. Now this wasn't just sort of a, a violation of the typical male-female space. You know, she should have probably been in the kitchen or in other quarters unseen by men and outsiders, but she's right there in the public space, number one. And then number two, she's actually sitting there as if she is herself a disciple. And not only that, Jesus is a teacher and a rabbi, so her sitting there at his feet is a way of saying, I would also like to be a, a rabbi. I'm aspiring to be a rabbi. Now that would have been totally and utterly shocking to people in that time and place. The, the males in the room would have been shocked. <laughs> and we lose all of that because we don't have that same kind of male-female you know, domestic division maybe as, we, as, as they did in this time. But the thing about it, of course, is that Jesus does not forbid her from being in that space, from sitting at his feet in that space. He, in fact, affirms her, right? In other words, Jesus doesn't want just men in the picture. Thank God for that. God does not want just men in the picture. God wants apparently everybody. Even if the culture and the society thinks these are not the appropriate people for this posture, for this place, for this space, that is the, that's not the story that Jesus is, is telling and embodying in this gospel passage. 
Um, a few years ago, I had an interesting experience of feeling out of a picture. We were at our staff kind of Christmas photograph taking moment. And I was on staff, I was, you know, pastoring, I was commissioned to be a pastor, I was at all of the staff meeting meetings and all of the retreats and fully and functionally pastoring and on staff, you know. Well, when it came time to take the Christmas picture, because I wasn't formally a pastoral elder, I was told at the last minute, while the, while the photographer was in the room, Suhail, you can't be in this picture. You, we want people to want you to be in the picture and to long for you to be in the picture, but because you're not formally a pastoral elder, you can't be in this picture. So I stood behind the photographer as the photographer took a picture of the staff team that I did everything with, you know, normally and functionally, and I was outside of this photograph. I was outside of the picture. Well, if God was taking a picture, and normally in Jewish culture only men get in the frame, listen, there is no horizon to this frame. The depth of field is limitless, and the horizon is limitless. Like, not just men in the picture, not just the people that you think are appropriate and should be in the picture. That's the kind of hospitality that God extends. That's the kind of God God is. No special privileges, no special people get into the picture. Mary sat at the feet of the Lord and listened to what he was saying. And Jesus says, she has chosen the good part and it won't be taken away from her. So the other side of the slice of bread I told you is not just what God extends in terms of hospitality, but what God wants in terms of hospitality. What does God want? In this wonderful story, he says to Mary when, Mary, or when Martha protests that she doesn't have any help, and by the way, that was an objective fact. It's not neurosis. Jesus would have likely been traveling with a band of disciples, like the 12 and maybe others. So she has to prepare all this food and drink, and it is not neurosis or just hyper-anxiety that this gospel is trying to communicate Martha was feeling. It was legitimate. She had probably at least 12 to 13 people to feed. So when she comes to Jesus and says, don't you care that I have all this work to do? She's not just in a frenzy because she's like an insecure person. It's because there are legitimate needs, right? And Middle Eastern hospitality, if you've ever been to the Middle East or know anything about Middle Eastern hospitality, it's a very, very high value, right? So that's the first thing I want to say. But the second thing is, it is isn't it interesting that oftentimes we can be tasking and working and even doing so in the service of God and yet distracted from God. You can actually be doing the right things and yet somehow missing the necessary thing. The necessary thing in this gospel, in this portrait, is attention on God. Apparently God is not as fussed about do you doing stuff for him, even good stuff as he is you paying attention to him. And sometimes the thing that gets in the way of our attention to God is doing the things of God, ironically. So the hospitality that God wants is not a matter of bottle cleaning and dishwashing and cooking and prepping. It's actually 
attention to God, paying attention to God, sitting and listening to what the Lord would say. So I have two invitations for you as I, as I finish here. One, on the side of the bread, which is the hospitality that God extends, is to enjoy that hospitality. Don't let yourself be pushed out of the picture, either because of other people or because of something in you that says, it's not appropriate for me to take this space, to take up this space to be in this place. You enjoy the hospitality that God extends. And second, to embody that kind of hospitality. Let's be a people that communicates that anyone can be a friend of Jesus. Anyone can be a disciple of Jesus. Anyone can sit and listen to what God has to say. There are no special privileges or VIP access cards, you know? And on the side of the bread, which is the kind of hospitality that God wants, I would invite you to cultivate a habit of paying attention to God. Cultivate a habit of paying attention to God. If your life is so full of doing good things even for God, things that you think may be part of your vocation, but you are not paying attention to God in a posture of sitting and listening, you are missing something. You and I are missing something. It doesn't have to be sit literally and listen. You know, some people pay attention best when they're walking, for example. But cultivate some habit where your sole focus is God, where there's nothing else distracting and nothing else occupying you. sit and listen to what the Lord is saying. So I'll give us some time to do that. I'll give us a few moments of, of space here for you to enjoy the hospitality of God. You have his complete and undivided attention. And also to give that attention to God as best as, as, best as you can.